Wow, this presence is here, church. Gonna do this, y'all. Yes, we're God, we're God, we're God, we're God, we're God, we're God. We're God. Amen. Give it up to Jesus, y'all. happens in the atmosphere when, when God sees the youth do something for him, right? Right? So let me uh, say thank y'all <laughs> to the awesome job that they did leading us in worship. Good job, guys. You could have a seat. You guys could uh, sit down. Praise God. Man, good job, guys. Good job. I mean, I think we could just mic drop and go home. I don't know. But it uh, wouldn't be right. All right. So let me open up with scriptures. Um, the word of the Lord says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you, Father, for your presence that is here, my God. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, Father. We thank you for loving us first, my God. Thank you for this awesome worship service, my God, that you were able to use your young people, my God, to lead us into your presence, my God. Thank you, Father, for them being willing vessels, my God, to be used, my God. Thank you, Father, for gifting them, my God, and them saying that they will use it for your glory, my God. We thank you for that, my God. Lord, we just thank you for the service today, my God. I pray, Father, that you would use me, my God, to speak your word, my God. I, I pray, Father, that everything that comes from your throne, my God, that I would speak, my God, that I would, Father, be bold, that I would speak clearly, my God, and that you would use me for your glory, my God. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, if there's any kids here, they are dismissed, dismissed to uh, core kids. All right. We're going to do this. So, uh, this weekend was Youth Weekend, and... We usually have a lock-in. We had a lock-in, our lock-in on uh, Friday. So it was Friday from 6 in the afternoon all the way to Saturday till about 7 in the morning. We broke night, y'all. And uh, I didn't get not one wink of sleep, and I'm hurt. Uh, my body did not recuperate like it used to, uh, you know, been in youth ministry for like eight years, and uh, my body used to be able to, I used to be able to get up at two and be like, all right, baby, let's go. Yesterday, 
I was dead. I, I think I woke up like at 6 in the afternoon and uh, grabbed something to eat, went back to sleep. Um, I'm getting old, y'all. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. I'm getting better. I like that. I'm getting better. So, um, and I usually never have the opportunity to uh, share with uh, you guys. And it's, it's mostly because I, I be scared, you know, and, and uh, Bishop... You know, uh, he'd be like, you could do it. And I'm like, no, I'm going to find somebody to do this for me, though. I got, I got somebody that, that is able and willing and capable. Let me call him. This time he said no. I said, all right. So uh, I'm here, and uh, I get to be with your youth on every Wednesday, and I love ministering to the youth. Um, definitely one of my passions. But today I get to speak to the parents. And... Um, it is something that God has been burning up inside of me for a while now is this parenting thing. Um, it is necessary to come together as a church and as a village to raise our kids because we can't do it on our own. And it's important that we understand that this is a war. It is important that we understand that Satan wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He hates you. He hates your children. He, he just despises you, and he will do anything and everything that he could do in his power to lie to us and to take us from our, our true calling, which is to worship God and live for him. Um, so with that verse, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the disciplines and instruction of the Lord. Men, you are important in the life of your children. Amen. It says fathers for a reason because you are a major key. You are very important. I'm not saying that mothers are not. Mothers are very important as well. But fathers need to step up. Um, I've been blessed to be here at Core Faith where a lot of men step up. And I've only been to two different churches, church I came from. It was a woman-led ministry. The women were like the ones that were always doing something. There was woman unity. But the men here it, were really like have taken our spot and our place. And it's because Bishop, being a man of God, his leadership towards men is key. And it encourages us as men to step up. And we have the elders here that are awesome men of God that encourage us men to step up because... We are important, men. Um, so it says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Bring them up in the, the disciplines and instructions of the Lord. So what is parenting? Parenting is loving your children so that they do not, so, they, so that they're not angry with you and bring them up to know the Lord. That's it. Loving your children so they are not angry with you and bring them up to know the Lord. So the first portion of this scripture says, and fathers do not provoke your children. Do not provoke your children to anger simply means treat them with love. Treat them in a way that affirms your affection to them so they don't become hostile. That's it. They need your love. They want you to love on them. And how do children know that you're loving them? It's spending that time, taking that time to be with them, instructing them. Uh, discipline them. It, it, it's crazy how we think, 
we don't understand how much kids really like to be disciplined. Kids, like, really enjoy discipline. They, they kind of fight and push back, but deep, deep down inside, they know that they're loved for and cared for, right? And that is a sign to them that you love them and that you care for them is when you discipline them. So fathers, spend time with your kids, discipline them, instruct them in the ways of the Lord. Uh, second portion says, bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, which means you are to spank your child when your child does not obey the word of God. Amen. Your responsibility is to teach them the word of God. Hold them to that standard. And if they do not obey the word of God and your authority as you apply it in their lives, you discipline them physically. Mm, what do y'all think about that? Huh? What? What? Okay. All right. Because if you're not feeling me, it's all right. You don't have to feel me. Because the word of God says so. So Proverbs chapter 22 verse 15 says, Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. There's another one. Proverbs 23 verse 13 and 14 says, Do not withhold correction from a child. For if you beat him with a rod, I said... If you beat him with a rod, he will not die. He will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his, whole, his soul from hell. The uh, hood version says, beat your kids, you will save their lives, and they won't go to hell. That's the hood version. All right? Other hood version is beat the hell out your kids. I mean, straight up. That's the hood version of the Bible. <laughs> you like the hood version? All right. Proverbs 29, 15 says, The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Mm. But in this culture today, parents have been taught, don't ever spank your children. Don't ever discipline your child. And if something is wrong with your child, you've got to understand that the problem is lack of self-esteem so you should build them up allow them to find themselves so that's what the culture says don't spank your kids put them in time out and then let them know that you are better than this johnny you could do better susie that doesn't work and then fall back and allow them to find themselves because they need to find themselves right it's crazy. If we allow them to find themselves, they will find themselves fulfilling every sinful desire of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5.19 says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, and division. That's the world we live in right now, full of all this because we have allowed our children to find themselves. Because rather than discipline them, we want to build them and say, Johnny, you could do better than this. Come on. Rather than bringing the rod of correction, do this one more time and see what happens, right? Do it again and see what happens. We want to build them up, right? 
you go down to your outline, it says, Parenting is not difficult because it is expensive. It is not difficult because it is time-consuming or because it distracts us from personal goals. The real reason that child raising is so difficult, the real challenge before us can be boiled down to two battles. And we need to understand these battles if we're going to love our children in the way that they are not angry with us, but instead return that love. If we are going to bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, we must understand that the difficulty really comes on two levels, an external battle and an internal battle. The external is the demonic forces that influence society and the culture that is around us. The internal is the sin nature that is within every human on the planet. And until we understand these battles, we will continue to lose the war. So we do understand the internal battle and the external battle. We do understand that we are all born sinners. No matter how cute your little baby is and how adorable she is, sinful, straight, wicked, says the word. All right? Wicked. Cute, beautiful, adorable, but wicked. And if y'all have been around little kids, they are beautiful, they are cute, right? But they are Born sinners, you must teach them to tell the truth. You must teach them to share. You must teach them to love. You must teach them not to bite or hit, right? Because if you don't, if you fall back and leave them to themselves, come. imagine a baby, right? And I heard this um, pastor, his name is uh, Paul Walker. I think he said this. Imagine if your child, your little baby had the strength of Hulk, right? And you snatched away something that this baby had, a toy, whatever. If that, if that little baby had the strength of Hulk, you'd be done. You'd be done. Because that baby will rah, take her toy, leave you in a bloody mess without even thinking about it. Leave you in a bloody mess and walk away with her toy. I promise you, because we are sinful, right? And that's what we need to understand about our children is that they are wicked they are cute and adorable amazing but you must teach them the word of god you must bring them up in the word of god don't fall back don't get caught up with this lie that the culture says to uh let them find their way it's it's, it's, it's not what it is it's gonna lead them into destruction psalms 58 3 says the wicked are estranged from the womb they go astray as soon as they are born speaking lies psalms Psalms 51, behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Born sinners, y'all. Born sinners. So the internal battle, we understand. The external battle is real as well. If you go to the first point, it says, this is war. And I'm going to read out of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So the warning is clear in the word of God. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it is against an entire demonic force. An entire demonic force wants to destroy us, wants to kill us, wants to take our children out. There are schemes and, and there are our schemes are plotted against us, flaming arrows shot daily, and many of those schemes and arrows target our thoughts, including 
what we accept as true. So this external battle that we're talking about is real. So if you know that not only that your child is dealing with an internal battle of sin, when they leave your house, there's a war for their heads out in this world and schools and these sports activities that they're in, whatever they're, Satan is at their head trying to destroy them, trying to kill them. They've taken God out of the schools. Uh, if you watch entertainment now, it is grimy. Like the culture, the music, media, and entertainment is all geared to destroy you. Right? So you must be vigilant. Your kids cannot sit here and be listening to Cardi B. No. no. Check, your, check your children's phone list. And let me ask you all this. How many, when's the last time you did a phone check on your children? When's the last time you said, uh, let me see your phone? Good. <laughs> All right. When's the, do you know how many uh, social media accounts your children have? Yes. yes. Good. Do you know if they have a spam account that you don't know about? Yes. Good. These are keys. These are keys because if they, because children are, they, it's crazy. The world, the media. Do you have parental locks on their Netflix account? Do you have, do you, uh, their phone list, their little uh, music choices, their uh, song choices, song, song list, do you know what they're listening to? Do you just let it ride? Do you just let them listen to all kinds of secular music or, or, or watch all kinds of crazy shows? Think about it. This is what, this is that battle. Now, listen, the internal battle is already hard enough. We know that as adults, we struggle daily. And I know for sure that most of us are not listening to Cardi B and all this trash, right? So it's hard enough on us as adults while we're listening to praise and worship and hallelujah and sermons all day that we still struggle with sin. Imagine your kids because they're not doing that. But they are listening to, to trash on, on, on the radio they, their song list is probably n not what it is. It's not, it's not holy. It's not righteous. It's not telling them, you know, be the light. It's not telling them, you know, to love somebody. It's not telling them to be a, a, a believer. It's probably telling them the total opposite, right? Culture, music, media, entertainment. You must be vigilant. You have to because it's about their life and I wouldn't, I would not send my kids to Afghanistan, whatever, if they weren't, if they didn't go through a proper training course on guns and stuff like that. I wouldn't do that, right? Would you? Would you send your kids to a straight up real for real battlefield? I know I wouldn't because I haven't trained my kids to be a, a, a beret, you know, or, or, or Navy SEAL. I didn't do that. So why would I? send them off to a real war. Why do we send our kids out to the battlefield without training them? How and why? Like, that's crazy. Is a school? Come on now. Y'all already know it's a battlefield. All right? How come you're sending your child to this battlefield, this war, without properly equipping them, teaching them, letting them know that, yo, there's a war going on out there. No one is safe from. <laughs> That's crazy. 
See, that's the music, man. The music, these little, it stays in you. Right? You got to be careful what you uh, listen to because it stays stuck. And then you're 30 years, 20 years later, you're repeating something that you heard 20 years ago. <laughs> Crazy. And putting it in the sermon. <laughs> no. Lord, forgive me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, crazy. So, it is real. So, the battle is real. Your children are at war. You must equip them. Tell you some, a few little stories about my um, parenting. I have a 20-year-old and I have a 17-year-old. 16. He's 16, but he'll be 17 in September. So, you got to prepare him. You're 17. You better act like a 17-year-old. So... Um, I've been through some wars, y'all. I've been through some wars. And one of the biggest things that we, me and my wife, had to do is plan A. You must get on the same page. You have to get on the same page, parents. So me, as a father, uh, I made it up in my mind that I was going to be the bad guy in my daughter's life for however many years it takes. <laughs> I was going to be that dude, that bad, the bad guy. I hate my dad. I was me. From 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16, about five, four years, I was the bad guy. I was cool with that. I made it up in my mind that I was going to be the bad guy. My wife had to be the one that smooths things out. You know, she's the, 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 the one that, you know, that comes in and, and, and says, well, you know that you messed up and, you know, it's sinful. So she was the one that was, while I was the, the hammer, she came through and smoothed things out, right? The grace. We made that you know, we made that agreement, but the only way we made that agreement was because we failed to talk from the beginning because there was times where, very few times where I would blow up about something and my wife would be, it's not that serious in front of my daughter, <laughs> right? So now, while me and my wife, what do you mean it's not that serious? Yeah, chill, it's not that serious. Now, me and my wife were beefing while my daughter said, let me get them out of here, <laughs> let them argue while... Played us. Or we played ourselves, really. So once we recognized that, what did we do? We came to the table. We fixed it. I'm going to be the bad guy. You're Grace. I'm the hammer. We got to be, don't, you know, we got to be on the same page. You must get on the same page. So now that we're, all, that we're on the same page, I was that, I was that father that said, I'm going to fight every single battle. No matter how small it is, and I let my wife know, no matter how small it is, I'm going to like, Ah, about it. Like, I'm going to make a big deal about everything, right? So, um, here I am. I'm, you know, let me see your phone, Chaz. What? I said, whoa, wait a minute. What, 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 what do you mean what? Let me see your phone. No. The second she said no, snatched that phone, <laughs> threw it on the ground, broke it, because I'm like, what, what are you hiding? I, I paid for that phone. What do you mean no? Well, it's my stuff. Privacy. Privacy? What is that? You live in my house. <laughs> privacy. Fact, take the doors off the, door, uh, off the jams and you don't have no privacy. No doors. Nothing. C close that door again and see what happens. <laughs> All right. See what happens. So, there was no privacy. And it was hard at first. I, I, she, there, she, she's her... her Father's child, hard-headed, and it was, she was fighting. She would fight, and I would have to stand my ground. So I would check her phone often, phone checks often, to see 
who is she following, what kind of social media she has, who's her friends, what kind of stuff she likes. And I made a big deal about the, the smallest things. Like one day I'm going through her phone and I see this guy posted a, um, some dude posted a, a bag of weed on, that, on, on, on the page and she liked it. And I said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. So, so you smoke weed now? And she's like, no. I was like, that's what you're telling me right here. You smoking weed. Let's go get a drug test. Pops, I just liked it. I was like, so you like weed? She's like, no. I know my daughter does not smoke weed, y'all. And I knew that then, but I had to make a big deal out of it. So that way, when she's away in college or when she's in college and someone says, yo, you want to smoke this blunt? My daughter could be like, when I like the picture about some weed, what my dad did, imagine if he finds out that I got high. It'd be over. So I fought these little battles hard so that way I don't have to fight the big battles, right? So you fight the little battles so you don't have to take in, be taking them to rehab later. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, it's, it's, it's a war, y'all. It is a war. There was a, I have a lot of stories on my daughter. She knows I was going to talk about her. <laughs> Not so much of my son because my son, he is a wise young man and he learned from the struggle. All right. Wise. Wisdom. There were times where my son, my, my wife would find my son crying and my wife would be like, why are you crying? Because I don't want my sister to get in trouble. So he learned. He learned quick because I fought them battles with her. He experienced them, right, and was like, yeah, my pops is crazy. He, yo, I, I, there were times where I've sat down in the Boys and Girls Club here in Oviedo to try to leave her there because she was acting crazy. There were times where my daughter went to school with one outfit for the whole week because she was acting crazy because I said, oh, you want to act crazy? Okay, you got no clothes. Here's your outfit for the week. That way, when you go to school, when you go to school, they're going to say, didn't you wear that yesterday? And you could be like, yeah, you ain't got no more clothes? No, my dad took it from me. Why'd your dad take your clothes? Because I got in trouble. So, you know, kill two birds with one stone. She could be the light and be corrected, right? So now she's being the light at school. But one outfit. I love my daughter. I love my daughter. I love my son. And I, I, she is worth every single fight, every single battle. She is worth it. He's worth it. So I fought him. There was a, a time where there was this little, uh, this young man that she was feeling, a little green-eyed bandit. He had a little green eyes, light skin, you know, a little cutie, all right? So let me, I said, let me see who this is, little green-eyed bandit. So I took her phone, and, I, and I'm scrolling, and I'm looking, and I'm like, I'm, I'm studying him. I'm seeing who this man is now, right? I'm like, so this dude likes this. He listens to this. He, he's liking all this stuff. Let me see who he follows. He follows this. Who follow him? So it's hard work, y'all, all right? This is taking some time, right? You got to put the stuff together. I'm like, stay away from this guy. This is what you like? All right, he's cute, but that's it. Like, what kind of human is he? He's crazy. Look at him. Look at this. Look at this. All right, so I'm showing her how crazy this dude is. She did not listen. Guess what I had to do? I had to step in. And I went to Oviedo High School, 
right? Okay. Come with it, right? I went to Oviedo High School, and then I said, I need to talk to the principal. I need to talk to the uh, school resource officer and her counselor right now. So I'm sitting there in this meeting, and they're like, what's going on, Ms. Arce? I said, y'all know Chazity Arce? She was like, no, we don't really know her anyway. I said, that's my daughter. There's this young man by the name of, I don't know his name right now. I do know his name. I'm not going to tell y'all, but I know his name. <laughs> anyway, but I said his name. The resource officer was like, hmm. Bad news. I'm like, oh, really bad news? Okay, cool. Well, check this out. Uh, I am forbidding my daughter to be around this dude. So here's my number. Call me anytime you want. I will be here. Whatever time it is, you call me. If she's hanging out with this dude, you let me know. All right? The resource officer was like, she was like in love with me. She was like, oh, my God. I've never had a father come to school. This is amazing. I will definitely call you. I said, yes. So I got someone on my team now in school. You got to infiltrate y'all, right? So as I'm leaving school, she found out that I was there because one of her friends was like, was that your dad? Well, he was talking to principal this and the resource officer. So she comes home like, Did you went to my school? I said, yep. And if I need to go there tomorrow, I will be there tomorrow. If, whatever it takes, I'll be there. But play with me. Play with me. She was like, oh, let me fall back. You must do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. It, it took time off. My, my, I didn't go to work that day. No matter. My, my daughter, my children are more important than a day's wage. You've got to take your time because it is war. They're being destroyed. The enemy's going to bring this little cutie, you know, and try to snuff him out this world from this one little green-eyed bandit that could have been like, well, move in with me because my mom doesn't care. So I could have had a little 15, 16-year-old chica living in some other dude's house because that's what happens. That's what happens. So culture, the culture, media. Music, entertainment. Second thing, well, not second thing, another point on this is you must, you have to join a Bible-believing church. You must be part of a, a team because it does take a village to raise a child. But the only way this team works for you is if you have open relationships. Open relationships are key. If you don't have open relationships, this community, all this wealth of knowledge that we got in this room, all this experience that we got in this room, if we're not in open relationships, we don't know. We have no idea that you've gone through the struggle that I haven't gone through that you can help me, but it takes open relationships. In my household, we call them round tables, right? Round tables are key in life. There's a family that we got really close to, and uh, we came up with this term, round tables. So there would be times where I would be like, uh, yo, I, I need to have a round table tonight, tonight, right now, right now, round table. Please come, come through. And, and it's Pastor Chad and, 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 and his wife and that family. And I would be like, bro, there's some issues, man. We got some craziness going on. I need a round table. This dude and his family would come to my house and we would have a round table. We would come in. I would be like, all right, Chas, you know, she got in trouble that day. Come out of your room. Come down. She would come down, mad. Cedar Reyes, 
and be like, ah. She'd be like, why are they here? Because my daughter really did not like y'all. <laughs> she loves y'all now. Y'all are her fave. But she hated the Reyes because that was the family that we would get open with and that we would share and they would help us and, 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 and guide us and give us, you know, uh, good, good instructions, good advice because they loved us. So now we got another. So see, it's all about making these networks of people that love you, right? Right? This is, there's a wealth of people that love you here. Make those connections. It's not going to be everybody, but whoever you vibe with, be open with them. They love you. They love your kids. They're going to they're gonna help you out. So roundtables, open community is a key to raising your children. It is a key because now there have been times where Pastor Chad would call me and be like, hey, man, did you see that post that your daughter posted on Twitter? I said, nah. He's like, you might want to take a look. Boop. Let me see your phone. Phone check. Phone check. Run that phone. Oh, oh, okay, so, but if I didn't have that open relationship with Pastor Chad, I was too busy that day because we all get busy. Life is hard, right? But now I got a brethren that's going to look out for me because he loves my family that is like, oh, oh, hold up. And he gave me a call, right? Key to life because us as parents and, you know, you know how that quote is, the whole uh, whatever happens in my house stays in my house thing, right? Whatever happens in here stays in here, and especially parents, us as parents, we don't like when people talk about our children, right? So we get real porcupine when someone comes to step to us about our children, right? The little spikes come out, right? The to where, and I'm not trying to get poked by your spike, right? So if I step to you and, and you know, like there was a time where PC had to tell me something about my daughter's outfit, Right, and I had a choice. I either was going to accept that counsel or reject it. And I could have rejected. I could have been like, "All right, bro, cool." All right. Just like that, he would have he he would have been like, "Yeah, he didn't feel that," you know. Oh, I could have been like, "Yeah, I got my daughter, bro. Don't worry about that. I got that. It's all good." And he would have immediately that that's like me softly closing the door and saying, "All right, bye," to little J Dub. Right? <laughs> so you're nice to the J Dubs. But because he's a man of God, I received that instruction, and I was like, man, I appreciate it, man. I mean, let, 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 let's have a round table about this thing, right? <laughs> Come through, right? Modesty. Modesty is in it. So we had a round table about modesty. We've had round tables about all kinds of stuff. But those were keys because for some reason, all of us humans, it's funny because we don't listen I don't know. We don't listen. Like, sometimes if Tatiana tells me something, my wife would tell me the same thing, but it just hit me when Tati said it, right? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And my wife be like, yo, dude, I said the same thing. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but you ain't say it that way. <laughs> all us humans are like that, right? We all are like that. We just need that outside influence, right, that outside person to come tell us something. And then it's like, oh, okay, same way with parenting. Our kids are like, no, no, no. But someone says the same thing to them, they receive. They're able to hear, and they're like, okay, that makes sense. And I'm sitting there, and I could have been like, man, I said the same thing. 
And most of the time, it was the same thing. It was just coming from an outside person, and it, it, it just it's, it's, it helps a lot. So be vigilant with their entertainment choices. Uh, get with an open community. Keep it real in that open community. Don't front like you got it all together because we don't. It's okay that you don't have it all together because I don't have it all together. I, can't, I couldn't raise my kids on my own. You can't. Nobody can. It really does take a village to raise a child. It really, really does. That is real. Get with this village, Core Faith Church. There's plenty of God-loving people that will help you. You must be open, though, and willing and accepting to, to being, you know, corrected, guided, and all that. And that's, that's kind of rough, but you can get there. It's the, the, we can't afford to lose this battle. We can't afford it. All right, my second point is, and this is something that my parents, my father would always say to me, is tell me who your friends are, and I will tell you who you are, right? Key. And, man, my father, I, my father, prophet or something, man, because when I started reading the word of God and all these things that my parents would, would have said to me, I'm like, yo, pops, that's in the Bible. Did you know that? Nah. Let me show you. So... Tell me who your friends are, and I'll tell you who you are. It's in the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good character. That is real. It's never the other way around. It's never your son, the Holy One, going to go, you know, change this evildoer's heart. It's not going to happen, ever. All right? Because your son or your daughter is not Jesus. All right? Jesus is the only heart changer, right? Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good character. Be aware who your children hang out with. Be, know who your, who, who your children call friends. My kids did not have any friends. I did not allow them to have friends. <laughs> Whatever. It, hey, it's rough out there. It's, it's a cruel, cruel world out there, and I was doing my job to protect my children. But you know what they did have? They were part of a youth group. They were part of the community of God that we had plenty of fellowship. So they didn't miss anything. You know, they, they weren't um, neglected, you know, from having, man, who, who would allow their kids to go hang out with the neighborhood school drug dealer? You know what I'm saying? Or the neighborhood or school Lucy or chick that's like, you know, crazy. Like, I wouldn't. You must find out who your children are hanging out with so you could put these parameters. Like, you can't hang out with them. Well, let's talk about them. Why are they your friends? What do you have in common? Because you shouldn't have anything in common because you love Jesus, right? You love Jesus, you love Jesus, you love Jesus, right? right, right. Do they love Jesus? Do they love Jesus? What church they go to? Oh, yeah? Oh, they know John 3.16. If they know a verse, don't make them a Christian. Oh, they know John 3.16, so they are Christians. No, they're not. Because look at this craziness on, see, social media, boy, they be snitching on people, boy. And people don't know how to keep their life private to where, man, like, all you got to do is look up Instagram or one of their social medias and you see who they really are. It's crazy. Tell me who your friends are, and I will tell you who you are. Do not allow your kids to be around people that are 
not of God. I mean, and, and listen, that's just, let them, don't put them out in the war without equipping them. My daughter and my son will be equipped when they leave my house to be in this battle to where now they can make up their mind whether in the workforce, they're at work or whatever, and they're going to be like, all right, well, I have, you know, choices to make. Who's going to be my friend? And trust me, because of the work on the front end, on this side, I'm good. Now I could trust that God has given my kids the wisdom to choose their friends, right? But if I throw them out there at an early age and not equip them, then it's not going to happen. My last point is live the gospel, teach the gospel. You must live the gospel before you teach the gospel. Your kids know what's up. Your kids, they'll be snitching on y'all. I've had kids say, you only know one side of my parents. They snitch on y'all. You must live the gospel before the, you teach the gospel. And I learned this as well with, with being a parent because being a parent ain't easy, y'all. And it's learning every day. I decided to err on the side of holiness, right, rather than the, you know, error on any other side, like trying to be cool with my kids or trying to be that cool parent. You know, I forget all that. I decided to keep it holy and error on that side rather than be like, well, I got the best parent. My, my dad is so cool. I didn't want to be that dude. I wanted to be a father, not a friend, right? So there was a long time where I was the hammer, the hammer, the hammer, but no grace. Right. I was hammer, 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 hammer. And then, you know, God, as he was like continuing to build me as a man of God, which he will do until the end of my time, you know, because we're forever disciples, forever learning and changing and learning and changing. I'm not going to be the same next week as I am this week. And we must always be moving forward and changing and growing in the grace of knowledge of God. Right. So God was like. Like. What is it that, that, that gripped you? Was it my Ten Commandments that said, thou shalt not kill? Thou shalt, was it the, the law that gripped me? Or was it my love and my grace to you that gripped me? Right? So when, when I'm, as I'm praying and praying over my children and, and thinking about how, how I need to parent, God really, like, broke me one time with this whole, man, I, I was like Sergeant Killjoy. Like, it was crazy. I was that, like military dad that didn't allow nothing to go down I was like strict and 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 it was crazy to where eventually God broke me and said you need to show that love that that grace you know remember the gospel while you were still a sinner Romans 5 8 says but God demonstrates his own love towards us and while we were still sinners Christ died for us major key broke me every time I read that I'm reminded of how, how far and how wicked I used to be and how God still pursued me how God still chased me how God still you know like loved on me and that is the same thing that I needed to do to my daughter is show her that love and there was a time and I remember like it was like yesterday where she had a uh, she had gotten in trouble at home and um, I come home and you know She's in her room, and well, actually, I got home. I yelled, blah, blah, blah. I sent her to her room, went back, and I was like, yeah, man, I 
had the perfect opportunity to throw, you know, show some grace, some love there. But I went, you know, I wilded out and I repented. I'm praying. So I went back in her room and she was on her bed. I put on some praise and worship music and I walked around her room while she's sitting in her bed and I'm praying for her out loud, asking God to save my daughter, asking God to deliver her, asking God that he would teach me how to be a better father. And I'm praying in front of my daughter. Like I'm literally crying in tears, y'all, like for real, like tears, like battling for my daughter. And at that moment was when God like broke through her hard heart and broke in. And it was amazing. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced. I got to experience the most awesome miracle that there is when your child goes from sinner and God-hater to repentance and then loving God. It's amazing, y'all. And that is the war, and it's all worth it. And I pray, because it's not my job to teach them the Bible. It's not Bishop's job. It's your job. It's your job to instruct them in the ways of the Lord and help them find Christ and, and encourage them to find Christ to where you get this awesome opportunity to experience your child have that moment of repentance. It was amazing. I got to experience my, my daughter and then my son soon after, like, really accept Christ. Like, I got to, exp you know, experience that miracle. It wasn't a youth pastor that I ought to call praying for my daughter. It wasn't, you know, a pastor at the church praying for my daughter that when she, it was at home, in the room, crying after me battling and fighting in tears for my daughter, for my children. And that is what you're supposed to do. That is your job. It is the war that you've been called to do, to lead, to be a general in. Because if you don't, nobody else is going to love your kids like, like you do. You know, and, and, and that is more important than them being the best soccer player ever and you taking them to every soccer practice. That's more important than your daughter or your, your child being the most smartest and being a doctor. That means nothing because if they're doctors and soccer players on football teams and baseball teams and they don't love God, you didn't do your job. You lost. You failed. You must not allow Satan to get it twisted, allow all this stuff to, 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 to deceive you and move you from your job as a parent to train your kids in the ways of the Lord. So my question to you is, are you going to continue to not take this war serious? Are you going to continue to allow the culture to, to raise your children? Are you going to continue to allow media, entertainment to shape your child's thoughts and beliefs? And are you going to allow them to continue to be sucked in and poisoned? Or are you going to recognize, and it's okay because we all need, I, I repented. It was in time in my life where I had to say, God, I have not done a good job as a father. Please help me. Please send somebody to help me. Bring somebody in my life that would help me and, and, and guide me through this and, and teach me because I didn't know it all. God knows it all. I didn't know it all. All I did was get in his word, seek wise counsel from men and women of God, and 
allow God and the Holy Spirit to do the rest. And you have to be able to live this gospel before you teach the gospel. So I encourage you parents to really live the gospel. Live it out in front of your kids. Repent if you need to repent. Continue to encourage them biblically because this is, this is a war that we cannot afford to lose. It's getting scary out there. It's getting uglier and uglier. We are living in the, I feel that we are living in the end of times. And if it's, if it's bad now, just wait a couple of years. And it's going to continue to happen at a f rapid rate. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And if you don't equip your children, you're sending them out to war without being equipped. And, and, and it's, not, it's not cool. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you, my God. We thank you for allowing us to be parents. We thank you, Father, for giving us the blessing that it is to be someone who raises a child in the ways of the Lord, my God. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to build your army, my God. Lord, I pray, Father, as parents, that we would continue to seek you, your wisdom, my God, your righteousness, my God. I pray, Father, that we would continue to lean on your understanding, my God, that we would continue to be disciples and, and learners of who you are, my God, that we teach our children who you are, my God. I pray, Father, that anything that I've said, my God, that if it was from the throne room, from the Holy Spirit, that it would penetrate their hearts that it would penetrate the minds, my God. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would just let this seed be cultivated, my God, and let there be a new season in the life of the parent, as parents, my God. Let us get connected to people that will help us be better parents. Let us be real with one another. Let us have these roundtables, my God. Father, and protect our children from this battle that, that, that is going on out there, my God, and help us equip them to be ready for it, Lord. Lord, we thank you, my God, and we love you, and we, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.